Pray with me. Father, we bow in your presence. May your word be our rule, your spirit our teacher, and your greater glory our supreme concern. All this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, it is a privilege and an honor to be back with you all once again. Once again. You know, growing up, uh, I had a granny who, who, who was really responsible for raising me, and she, she really poured a lot of herself in me. And a lot of who I am as a man, and maybe even the reason I am a priest today, is because of my granny. Her prayers, her consistency, her thoughts, her words, her motivation. And growing up, she would always have this phrase. I was thinking that she would be here today because she would be able to finish the phrase with me. But growing up, she, she had a phrase that she would always say. It was a poem written by Colleen, Colleen McCulley during the Harlem Renaissance. And it would go, hey, black child, do you know who you are, who you really are? Do you know you can be what you really want to be if you try to be what you can be? Hey, black child. And she would say this to me every time she saw me. She would instill this poem into me because she wanted me to know who I was. But more importantly, she wanted me to know that I was capable and that I was able, that if I set my mind to something, I could accomplish it. Everywhere I went, she would quote this poem to me. Everywhere I went, because she knew the reality that when I stepped outside of the doors of home, life would happen. I would face challenges and struggles. And, 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 and some of those struggles would, would, would discourage me. She wanted to put down well in the, will, in the well of my spirit that I was capable and that I was able. I didn't come from a, a, a terrific family as far as money goes. And, and so I didn't have a lot of the same advantages that that, that many of my, the students had when I went to high school. And she wanted me to know that I was capable and that no matter what people said, I could be something one day if I tried, if I didn't give up, if I kept the faith, if I held on. Hey, black child, do you know who you are, who you really are? And as I traveled through life and as I negotiated uh, the, 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 the seasons of life, that poem rang rang true to me, reminded me who I was, that I was capable. And I found that poem very poignant today because we're, we're living in a world where, where the, world, the, the world is constantly divided. They want to know who you are. Are you a Republican? Are you Democrat? Do you belong to this party or that party? Do you, do you go here or do you go there? People are trying to define you and put you in a box and trying to decide who you are. Who you are is important. It's fundamental. In fact, you can't even, even, even do something without knowing who you are. You're going to do something great. You first have to know where you come from. So we're living in this time, in this season, where everyone is pulling on us and trying to get and figure out who we are. Our text brings us to the same thing. Jesus uh, is always being questioned by the, by the, by the uh, 
Sanhedrin. He's always being questioned by the Pharisees. Who are you? They're trying to figure out. They keep asking him questions and keep testing him, trying to figure out who he is. And so finally, Jesus has enough. And he asks his disciples, who do you say that I am? They had this discourse and, and some say Elijah and some say one of the prophets. And he asks again, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter says, you are the Messiah. Other versions say, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Peter would go off and do great things for the Lord. He'd become an apostle and he would be responsible for evangelizing the Gentiles and taking the gospel to that part of the world. He would ultimately become a martyr. Hung upside down on the cross, proclaiming that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And while he would do all of those wonderful things for God, I don't think it was possible, it would be possible if Peter didn't first not know who he was, but who Christ was. You see, Peter's life was hidden in Christ. Peter's life was hidden in Christ, and all that he was was because of Christ. And if he was going to reach his potential, and if he was going to do what God called him to do, he had to first uh, come to the realization that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Over and over again, we see little glimpses of that in the scriptures. People acknowledging and realizing that, that Jesus is, in fact, the Son of God. Even the soldier, after Jesus died, said, truly, this is the Son of God. People are beginning to understand that Jesus is the Son of God. And we as Christians, we, we proclaim that. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And if the Son of God, he is worthy of worship, worthy of praise. But I would submit to you today that real worship is not music, though it's nice. Real worship is the acknowledgement that Jesus Christ is, in fact, the Son of God. Everything else, everything else flows out of that. Why we've gathered. Why? Because we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And because of that belief, it affects the way we live our lives. Having settled that Jesus is the Son of God affects the way we live our lives. We are Christians now. We've been saved. We've been bought with a price. Our bodies are not our own. Paul reminds us in, our, in, 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 in the text that we are part of the body of Christ. And while we are different, while we are different, we come from different, different classes and different, different groups and, and we may vote differently than other people and all of these different things, we are one body in Christ. Because, we, because before we are a, a husband or a wife, before we are, belong to this political party or that political party, before we belong to this group or that group, we belong to the body of Christ. We belong to the body of Christ. I would submit to you today that Jesus Christ is not a part of your political party. In fact, Jesus Christ transcends your political party. He's the son of God. He's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He's not a part of this movement. He's not a part of that movement. He's a part of the movement of the kingdom of God. In which all things will become sub subject to him. All things will become subject to him. 
And if he is the son of God, he affects the way we ought to live our lives. While the world demands and wants to know what camp you fall in on, on a myriad of issues, what matters first is that you're a Christian. And if you're a Christian, you can love your neighbor as yourself. You can look across the aisle and say, I don't agree with you, but that's okay because I can see Christ in you. I believe that you were born and made in the image of God. And I will serve the image of God in you and I will love you like I love myself because Christ calls me to. Because that's what being a Christian is. And in a world that wants to divide us, our gospel text, our epistle text reminds us that we are united in Christ. That we are united in Christ. We're different, yes. Different hues, yes. Different shades, absolutely. Different, uh, different opinions, absolutely, sure. We have different functions in the body of Christ. No one is the same. God made everyone unique, absolutely. And culture and all of this stuff is to be celebrated in the kingdom of God. But it is not to be used to divide us. We are one in the kingdom of God. We are one, a part of the body of Christ. For in him we live, in him we move, and in, in him we have our being. I think Peter got it right that day. I think Peter got it right that day, acknowledging that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In fact, he lived his whole life with that knowledge. Everything he did flowed from that knowledge. In fact, he died proclaiming that. And not saying that he didn't come up against trouble and trial and different things. And, and I'm sure people came to Peter and, and wanted to know what camp he was in in this, in, in this political season or that political season or with this group or with that group. But Peter died acknowledging that he, in fact, was a Christian. A granny would sing a song and she'd say, Only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for Christ will last. And while my granny had good intentions in quoting that poem and wanting me to know who I was, I don't think it's so much, hey, black child. I think it's, hey, white child. Hey, black child. Hey, blue child. Hey, purple child. Do you know who you are? Hey, Christian, do you know who you are? You're part of the body of Christ. If part of the body of Christ, you're also heirs through hope. And that should change the way you live your life. For it's no longer us that lives, but it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. In a moment, we're going to receive communion. We're going to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We're going to ingest him and have him in our bodies. But that, 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 that should change the way we live our lives. We don't just receive Christ for our own benefit, but we receive Christ so that we could go out and tell other peoples that we are, in fact, Christians. That we can go outside of these doors and when people try to isolate in, uh, us and, and, and tell us and ask us, what, what, who are you? What, what group do you fall in? You can tell them, I'm a Christian. 
that I believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I believe that He is coming back again. I believe that He is the Son of God. And everything that I do will flow out of that knowledge. You see, friends, in the kingdom of God, while there are many cultures and all of that, there's only one race in the kingdom of God. That race is blood-washed. The only race in the kingdom of God is blood-washed. Which means we're all the same. Which means Christ died for everyone. And he gives us the Holy Spirit to bind us together in unity. So that we might serve the church and the world to the glory and honor of his name. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Hey, Christian, do you know who you are? More importantly, do you know who Jesus is? And if you do, how is that knowledge transforming your life? Ask all these things in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.